0: hello and welcome to the Hoosie podcast with me Phil and don't worry folks Paul will be joining me later on because we're going to be kicking off our Series 2 retrospective this week. And, of course, we'll be looking at New Earth, the first episode in the series. But first, whilst we've been off the air, there's been a few items of news. Um, So let's see what we've got. Now, we've got casting news for Series 8. And it's been announced that Hermione Norris, quite familiar to people on British television, been on quite a few things, uh, probably most recently, I should say, has been spooks on the BBC. And she's going to be in the latest episode that's being filmed right now, apparently, written by Peter Harness, and it's been directed by Paul Wilmhurst. Now, this episode, we don't know, what, obviously, what the plot's about, but it's been filmed in Lanzarote, uh, which is the first time that's location's been used since Planet of Fire, which was the uh, penultimate episode of Peter Davison, as you will all remember, of course. Um, now... Obviously, I hope this doesn't mean a return to um, men with long hair walking around in alarmingly short shorts, as that uh, <laughs> as Planet of Fire was. But you never know. This could see the return to our screens of Peter Wingard. Fingers crossed on that one. Now, um, another one that um, another sort of actor used to be an old who is going to be appearing in new who's well Tony Sober, who you might remember appeared as a Mavellan in Destiny of the Daleks, and is also in Dragon Fire as well from Sirus um, McCoy's time. I don't know if he's going to be in the same. Oh, see, he's going to be in the same episode. See, if I'd have read the article properly, I could have said that in a more professional manner. But of course, as you know on this podcast, we are not professional at all. Now, another little bit of uh, casting news, and this is going to please a lot of people. Frank Skinner has finally been confirmed; he's getting a role in Series 8. Now, he's in the the episode written by Jamie Matheson, and it's in the current filming block as well, uh, which again means Paul Wilmshurst is directing that one. Now, as many of you should know, uh, Frank Skinner is um, a stand-up comedian in the UK, and he's been a long-term fan of Doctor Who, and throughout all the celebrations um, for the 50th anniversary last year, he was at every single BFI event um, to see all the screenings, um, he is an absolute massive, massive fan. Um, and he said when he got the call uh, to say they want him to read for for the part, he said he was in the back of his tour bus watching episode three of the Sensorites. So um, <laughs> the man's committed. He's committed. So there we are. There we are. It's going to be um, a dream come true for him. So I've got no idea what he's playing. He said he'd be quite happy to play third monster on the left. We'll see what happens. We shall see what happens. Now, um. For our uh, American cousins across the pond, there's going to be a US cinema release for Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel, which is from uh, Series 2, or David Tennant's first series of Doctor Who. Now, Apparently it's part of a two-evening celebration of David Tennant in the United States, and this theatrical cut of of the story will be uh, shown across 620 cinema locations. across the USA. That will be on Monday the 16th of June. This will be in conjunction with Fathom Events Uh, Now at the moment, I don't know what the ticket prices are, but we will put the link to Fathom Events up onto our our Facebook group uh, so you can all see what the uh, locations are and also the ticket prices. Now lastly um, this weekend it's the Television BAFTA Awards and to advertise this, uh, Peter Capaldi as the Doctor is on the front of the Radio Times for this week, um, it's the basically it's the promo shot that they first showed of Capaldi in his in his uh, in his uh, in his costume, and basically yeah, because as you know, Doctor Who is up for a, a couple of awards. It's up for the public vote for the Day of the Doctor, and that's also up against a broad, uh, broad Church, I to say, Breaking Bad, Educating Yorkshire, The Great British Bake Off, and Gogglebox. So, now unfortunately, as the time we go to air, um, the uh, BAFTAs will be well and truly underway. So, hopefully, they're they're on uh, British TV on Sunday night, so no doubt you'll be hearing about that being tweeted later on. Okay, everybody, that's about it. I say the news items take a lot quicker when it's just me doing them. So, um, very, very shortly, you'll be hearing the dulcet tones of Mr. Paul as we kick off our Series 2 retrospective. So, for another week, then... That was the news. Right then, it's time to kick off our Series 2 retrospective at long last. And of course we kick off with the first episode in this series, and that is New Earth.
1: So where are we going?
0: Further than we've ever gone before.
1: This is New Earth. Human. She's pure blood. Human. Underneath this hospital I've been listening the sisters are hiding something. Cassandra, let me go!
0: It said he'll talk to a wanderer. To the man without a home.
1: One of the patients is conscious. No, we can't have that.
0: Who needs
1: arms when we have claws? <clears throat> Give her back to me. Whatever you do,
0: don't touch! Oh, my God. What the hell have you done? Say. Paul, um, it's your turn to kick this off, isn't it? You you have the honour of kicking this retrospective off.
1: Yeah, on an episode which I really have no interest in, one way or the other. <laughs> it's yeah, I, I can't really. It, it's this neither makes me want to watch it again, or is one that I can get angry about. Oh, <laughs> right, for, okay, the housing okay
0: angry about now why would you get angry about this one because I, oh,
1: I, I, I said i wouldn't i can't get angry about it oh, you
0: can't it get angry it, about it all oh, right think.
1: okay okay
0: not it's just there to be honest
1: this it seems to be it seems to be an episode that's just written for the two lead actors to have a laugh and play with
0: yeah now, it does say on the wikipedia page and i know wikipedia's not you know 100% correct but um Rusty Davis supposedly said that he promised Billy Piper an episode in which she'd be funny. So he said, uh, Episode 1 of the new series is very much based around comedy for Billy. Uh, which I suppose was right. Whether it actually made me laugh or not is another matter.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, to, to a certain extent. No, it didn't. I don't think it achieved that. It just sort of gave. You can suspect that her and David Tennant found this hilarious playing that it. Cassandra role,
0: yeah. Uh, as they
1: both had a go at it, actually, actually the as purposes of the story.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, by now everyone should know the, the plot to this story anyway, and uh, you know, spoilers be damned, really, because if you, yeah. this is uh, quite a few years old now. So, yeah, I mean, the the return of Cassandra was it really a character that needed to return? Was it was it that beloved from the first series that it warranted uh, to be the villain in the opening? Story of the new series? No, not probably. I suspect, as you say, on this one. Actually, it was
1: just that that was quite a good character from a point of view to have Billy Piper play.
0: Well, I I just find it a bit a bit of a and weird. To do one. It I just, I, yeah. Well, I just find it weird because this um story. If you if you go back to Chris's Invasion the Doctor and Rose didn't have a lot of screen time together, did they? So you've got no ah. real idea what their relationship is like, etc, etc. So this should have been the story to really sort of set that up. How she's reacting to the new Doctor uh, now he's like fully formed, as as it were. But what do they do instead? They make Rose practically disappear for the majority of the story. She's she's acting a different character. Yeah,
1: I mean this is the other thing with this story actually, cause it- doesn't necessarily pick up I mean it tries to and the start of it sort of does but in terms of their relationship together it doesn't mm. there, there's a feeling that there's a there's a fair bit of time that's passed between the end of the Christmas invasion and the start of this it to da- a certain yeah, extent yeah it
0: does appear that way I think wasn't there a, um, a... I'm
1: not, not just in the fact that it, this is obviously the, their leaving earth is obviously set in the summer because <laughs> of the trees and everything. Well, yeah, yeah, out uh, many times. But no, there just there is a lot of. There's, you do feel, that you totally accepted him, and that's that.
0: I think wasn't there a line in it that said something? The doctor said it wasn't the first time the TARDIS had moved since the Christmas invasion, which sort of implies there might have been other stories in between. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. It's, I, I, I can't. Then I mean, don't quote me on that. I thought there was something that sort of alluded to that, but which just seems a weird thing to do. To to be honest, um, because well, I, I mean, I, I suppose. It, it Look at say at that point, Doctor Who wasn't the sort of the behemoth that it is now, and there was no guarantee that you know there wasn't. Okay, that the first series was a massive success, but I, I, I don't know whether that was whether well, that was cheating a little bit at that particular point. There was no offline content, was there, at that particular stage? No. I, I know people could fill the gaps in retrospectively, but at that particular point, if you think about the time it, it, was, it was broadcast, I think that was a little bit of a cheat, to be honest.
1: I don't know. I mean, if, if we then had an episode of them just going over the Are You the Doctor regeneration stuff and all that again, we'd have probably have said, well, that's a bit boring. We already know well.
0: Well... You, I mean, you didn't even have to have that, did you? Because it was still a case of if they had followed on directly from the Christmas invasion, she still wasn't completely sure what the Doctor was going to be like. No. And how she was going to react to, like, travelling with him um, on her own. So, but I think the whole thing, this story itself, it seems to be two, two stories cobbled together. Yeah. Because you've got the whole New Earth thing, you've got the Sisters of Plenitude, and you've got... Uh, the whole story of them sort of keeping those cloned people of all the diseases to, you know, to get cures, and then they shoehorned in Cassandra as well, as if he, as if he didn't have enough story for either. Well, and decided to put them together. To,
1: to, to be honest, I think the problem with this story is it's the Cassandra one with the the um, sisters of Plenitude shoehorned in.
0: Because I did, I I saw it the other way around because it didn't need Cassandra, to be honest. No,
1: I, I'm not. I'm not. I know. I I think I think in that sense you're right that the actual the other story, the non Cassandra story, is the interesting one. Yeah, but I suspect the Cassandra story is the one that Russell T Davis wanted to write. It probably is. I've, I've... And realised that he didn't really have enough. He wanted he something else to be going on around it to make it to give it a. Cliffhanger sort of tension to
0: it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very, very sort of slight story, wasn't it? Very, very slight. Um, but I mean, I mean, I mean, pull this to one side though. I must admit, and I watched it for, um, for the for the first time in a very, very long time. You know, in order for this uh, this review, and I must admit, I didn't dislike it. It's not, as you say, it's, it's there, isn't it? It's there. It, it exists. Yeah, I think is the is the
1: thing. It's, it's neither one that. But... You'd you'd ever mention it you'd ever think, Oh, I must put that on. No. I've got a spare hour. No, it's just sort of like Neither I, is it one that I'm in the mood you, for you, from you, Sir Cassandra for right now. You know, yeah, <laughs> you'd you'd wish you'd never wasted the forty five minutes of your life. So Yeah. Um yeah, it exists, I think, is the it's an opening episode that just sort of opens and that's it. That's hmm. that's what it does.
0: Yeah, I I can think of worse um opening episodes to a new series to be honest and I'm you know I'm uh, looking at the Bills and St John to take that award for me anyway uh, I, th- I just thought because I just thought that was dire
1: well I mean that, but... that that sort of suffered from the same sort of thing as this does doesn't it in terms of just not really getting going with any sort of story
0: no no it doesn't does it really
1: um, I, mean,
0: um, I, mean, so... I, I mean I like I like the concept of the you know new earth And all that, and it did look. I mean, for for two thousand and six, you know, and the the effects that were available at the time, um, I don't think it's well realised. Yeah,
1: I. But it could have been an incredibly dark and creepy and atmospheric story. Mm. And instead, we sort of got um, a comedy two parter going on in the middle of it all.
0: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really. um, Yeah, just. I think that that's what made it lose its way. Because you you know it start kicked off with the, you know the enigmatic, uh sort of psychic message, yeah that the doctor gets. So I mean that sort of that should have been that should have been the hook really, shouldn't it? That should have been enough. But it should have
1: been. I mean how much of this is is also by the fact that wasn't this meant to be the
0: the episode with the
1: face of Bo and him telling his secret to It was yeah to him and then after. Well, as, as it was being written, they actually got commissioned for a series three, mm. and at which point he decided, must have seen, Davis decided that he was going to be able to bring him back in that. So even that sort of got shelved after the psychic paper. Yeah, the whole thing was just that storyline gets shelved, really, because yeah. the face of Bo, basically, all the face of Bo called him to is to tell him that
0: he's yeah speak to him again. I think this is one of my one of my. Issues sometimes with, with with Russell T Davis. I think he he starts off with something, then he, it's like, oh oh oh, I've got another idea, and he has to put it in. Yeah, he can't he can't just leave it for another episode. He has to get it in. And I know he's sort of done this with the face of Bo, but then, but as you say, then he completely changed his mind. Yeah. So why put it in there anyway?
1: <laughs> and I suspect actually what it was was he was writing a story to do with the face of Bo, originally had that idea. Then obviously he suddenly thought about the character of Cassandra.
0: Because hmm.
1: that was obviously from the same episode. Yeah. In the first series. And I think then thought, oh, I could use that as a as a funny thing with Rose, both claiming they're the last humans, so what if she actually inherit, inherits her body or inhabits yeah. her body? And so that story took off. Then I think will see as I say, I feel then he realised it wasn't going to be a strong enough story to to run everything on his own. Mm. And so we then get the backstory of the cat nuns.
0: Yeah, I I mean I like the idea of the cat nuns, to be honest, but did, I mean did they all have to be evil, basically? Um I think it would, uh, I mean would've I mean surely it would have worked better if it was just like a, a you know, like the Mother Superior for argument's sake was the one or was it Matron Casp and sister Jack were the ones who just knew the secret. Well, to a certain extent, you don't know how much other than that is true. Well, Novice Hayne was uh, obviously no. involved in it. So, you know, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I just think it was, they could have, you know, there was there was a lot of opportunity for quite, as you say, a creepy story because you've got, you know, these infected humans and at the end it turns into, into like a, or basically like a zombie film. Yeah. And rather than people being bitten, they get all the... They turn into a by, zombie, they just by just touch. A touch. Yeah, Yeah. I mean it could have been a lot more suspenseful. And than it I also found while
1: I'm watching this is at what stage who actually built that hospital? Because they cut some corners on the on the non scene bits, didn't they? <laughs> You've got this futuristic building outside, a few futuristic
0: walls, and the rest is And the rest looks like a well, I don't know, what it looks like a boy. the 19th century. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I always expect the Elephant Man to come wandering out. <laughs> <laughs> oh Which, dear! Um, and they didn't. Yeah, well, that
1: why that was the look they was going for. Because you're talking about them colonising this world only what twenty three years earlier. Mm, Yeah. So how have you got buildings that look that old inside?
0: Well, it's the other thing as well is when they walked in uh, into the hospital, into like the like the reception area. Um, I. I Immediately, ah, oh, the Wales Millennium Centre again because that's where we yes. queued up for the convention that year. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the the problem. I don't think at that point it had been used. No, that was the first I, time. I, I think it's used the first it. time. Yeah, it, I think it's just now it, you sort of ruin it for yourself because you you sort of recognise the amount of times they've used the same buildings. Yeah, and it's, I think it's only I, most people wouldn't take any notice of it. It's just because I sort of, we we pick up on things like that, you know. So. I think in, in, in the, it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it, when you're podcasting? I'm not even too bothered about that.
1: It just was that there was just such a difference between... Oh, between everything, yeah. Between yeah. the two parts of the building <laughs> and what wasn't meant to be an old building. However, having worked for the NHS, that is exactly what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I can accept that. If, if, if anything on this world was supposed to be older than 23 years... <laughs> I don't know at what point this was supposed to have been uh, a re-inhabitation of the the world or not. Mm. But doesn't the Doctor at the opening bit bit say that once the Earth was blown up, they then found this planet? Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically 23 years old.
0: Well, basically, it immediately renders the whole thing about Cassandra being the last human being alive completely redundant from the first series, because quite obviously she wasn't.
1: Um... Other than as she says... Uh, I was
0: meant to be, like, pure yeah.
1: human, but what's, what's yeah. you know... Um, I presume by that she means
0: from human stock that never left the Earth. I'm assuming so, but it, it, that's not the human race, is it? I mean, as we know, the human race is... It's, well, we're all different, aren't we? So that, and, and again, that whole... I, I just don't buy into it, to be honest. I just... Was, I think it worked fine in, in the context of the first series. I think in this series, you know, this particular episode, I don't think it, it, it offered anything to the story. It was retro. it seems to be retrofitting Cassandra into the story, to be honest. To a certain
1: extent. I mean, no, it sort of works. I don't know. It sort of works. And it sort of works as to why she'd be drawn to Rose from the point of view that this is somebody she also knows comes from. That sort of background, that background.
0: Yeah. And also the fact that, you know, the Doctor's there with her as well. So why why persist with the plan? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just... And it also, it also seems bite. to me it's to be bite.
1: slightly... The other problem I have with this is the fact that as somebody that so obviously is clinging
0: to any sort of life going, mm. why she would give up so easily at the end. Yeah, that just didn't make sense at all did it? it you sort of had this amalgamation of stories and all of a sudden it just stopped yeah you know there was no sort of I don't know maybe you just thought she needed to be redeemed at the end or something I don't know but it, I, I I don't know it just didn't make any sense because one minute yeah. she was sort of you know crying oh, I don't want to die and the next thing just because she goes into this body of a, uh, or a clone or what was it there wasn't a clone as such was it it was, uh, it was a clone was it Was it actually a clone? I thought she called it something else. But
1: he was grown. I can't say the word.
0: Specifically? Yes,
1: that's the one. That's for
0: it. her. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was a little bit, you know, why it all of a sudden, because, you know, this clone's heart was failing, it suddenly made her realise that, oh, I'm ready for death now. Yeah. I really don't get that at all. I think she would have ju- I mean, if it had stayed true to the characters, she would have tried to have jumped back into the Doctor or Rose again. Yeah. Considering that by, by this point of the story, her, I don't know what you want to call it, a life force, her brain power, whatever, is able to leap from body to body with wanton abandon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Where does that come from? We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and as it is, the only person who could probably stop her is the doctor. So why doesn't she just jump into the doctor? Yeah. And problem solved. Yeah, precisely. Um, yeah. And then why does the doctor take her back to see herself and to speak to herself?
0: Oh, it's to give that's it an, a diet in her own arms. Oh, was to give her a poignant ending, wasn't it? It was just no, t- but, but t- 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 a your your heartstrings, that's what it was as about. It, as in the fact of
1: how does that fit in with anything the doctors said about people meeting themselves in the past?
0: Oh no. I oh, know. It was just
1: Oh does it fit in with anything that's happened in the future? It's just a casual thing. Yes, I'll let you go and speak to yourself because you might actually tell yourself to do something differently that's gonna change history. Yeah.
0: So oh, I don't know. I thought, wasn't it something to do with the fact that it was? Didn't she say something about the fact that someone on the, the last night someone had called her beautiful? That was the last.
1: That was the last night someone said she was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. So that. But, it. Yeah, but it, the fact that it sort of turns out to be oh, it's just no, no, exactly no, just no. <laughs> um. Well, I think, well, and this this also has, this also has the the next best. Of making everybody well again shower scene since Dallas, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, again, another one. Now, this is one of those things again where the doctor started to turn into a superhero with the whole leaping onto the lift cable and sort of like, you know, not absaling down, but whizzing down it with Cassandra Rose on his back. Uh yeah, yeah. I, I think this this is what the the the, the begin this is I think and I, it, then it too... it
1: sort of looks like a little scene from It's a Knockout, doesn't it? Where you has to start filling a container with different exactly, colors.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, <it, it>, it... he <laughs> well... just needed oversized shoes again, didn't he? <laughs> well, I, I just sort of think of this is. I mean, I don't want to be is my son a bit a bit harsh, really, but but at the moment I can't think of a better a better description. I think really this is where the rot started to set in with regards to the doctor's character as seen by RTD, because he was building him up to, into this godlike figure and, and a superhero figure, and you know leaping about all over the place. And yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and when he, when he tells the nuns to stop doing what they're doing, and if they want to appeal, there's no higher authority than him.
0: Yeah, precisely. Who who, who gave him that right? Yeah. You know this. This this is and this. This does actually crop up quite a bit uh, during this series, and which we'll get to as we as we go through. And we know, you know, that you know the game plan is that it's setting the both of them up for a massive fall at the end of the series. Mm. Um, But I think this is this is the beginning where that they make the Doctor and Rose insufferable. (laughs) To be honest, especially Rose. I mean, Rose gets really insufferable during the course of this series. Um, but talking to Rose and Billy Piper... <laughs> so you're already looking forward to this, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gearing up for a good one. Um, I, I've got to be honest, this episode's the one and only time I actually thought Billy Piper was quite hot.
1: All she had to do was unbutton her blouse a bit, didn't she, Phil? It's... Yeah, and that was it, really. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was it for me. Um Yeah, I she want no, really think about Shower at all. No, not at all. No, she, she just looks hot in this particular story, but it's the one and only time I've actually thought that. I don't know if you agree with him, you're probably going to sort of hold that opinion to yourself, but... um... No, I don't know, I've not really been overly... No, I haven't, it's it's just this Um, one episode. I I don't care about any other, it's it's just this one episode, I thought, you know, she looked, you know, okay. (laughs) I'm sure she holds a higher opinion of you. Well, I'm sure she does, but I now feel like a dirty old man, to be honest. So, <laughs> Well, I'm a dirty old man. I, to... <laughs> I was going to
1: say. <laughs> At least we know no one's possessing you tonight. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, Dad, so What did you think of some of the, sort of the... I mean, like Zoe Wanamaker, who didn't really have a lot to do in this, did she? No. I mean, the... it must be an
1: odd thing for her because she's she gets actually well, I suppose she gets more of a scene than she did in the first one. Well I suppose so, but she's literally sort of she bookends uh the, the episode really, doesn't she? Yeah. And has a little bit of um voice acting to do. And then gets, totally doesn't even get to do any of the other
0: voicing. No, no exactly all the any of the sort of, the, the sort of comedy bits if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um yeah, there's nothing Nothing for her to do, to be honest. And then you've got like, I mean, I suppose the other major character in this is, apart from the, 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 the cat nuns, obviously, is uh, Sean Gallagher as Chip. Played extremely camply for some bizarre reason. Yeah. Um... I don't know why. It, it was a little bit OTT, I suppose. Um, but you... I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that. No, it was, it was okay, but just, just a little bit. I know that he, he was sort of bred for that purpose only, wasn't he? Yes, to be honest. Uh, and but, yeah, and if yeah. you're working with somebody like her all your life, then
1: I suspect you sort of drop into the role more mm. and more.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But um, you, you found out something interesting about Paul Gallagher, didn't you? Sean Gallagher. Oh, Sean Gallagher, sorry. Yes, because I, I was sort of giving the game away there, haven't I?
1: <laughs> no, it was just something that, that seemed curious to me, that he actually played a character the same name as mine. <laughs> Yes, he went to play Paul Connor in Coronation Street. That... <laughs> that's, that's it's playing that name that's led into the campness of this episode. Are, are
0: you are you him now? Actually, <laughs> are you him now? Yes, I'm just drawing on myself as we talk. You are Sean Gallagher, and I claim my five pounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he went to play short, uh, Paul Connor, one of two brothers... So bu- you're a und- was, who's,
1: who's reality and who's... I don't mind. know who I'm
0: talking to now, to be honest. I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> who the hell's playing me then? So Wanamaker, to it's got to be.
1: <laughs> well, Billy Piper wasn't going to lie to herself.
0: I can make all sorts of jokes about... Uh, no, I'm not going to go there, No. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I this think is it. this is a family podcast. <laughs> mm. Oh dear! So yes, I mean, it's, do you think, Paul? This is this is the shape of things to come with this um, series two retrospective because there are some very very good episodes to come up. Yes,
1: I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't think this
0: series is going to be any different
1: to series three. Any, is it? Yeah, some of the others. So yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. There's ones that we won't like and ones that we will like, and they may not be the same ones as yeah. each other.
0: It's it's just the fact that uh, this series has got what the fans perceive to be two of the biggest stinkers uh, that New Who has uh, produced. So uh, when we get to those, I'm quite looking forward to that, actually. <laughs> it's also got a couple of, well, at least one of the best episodes, perhaps, of New Who. So Indeed. Indeed, so I think there's there's a yeah. lot to there's a lot to get our teeth into yes. in this this uh, retrospective, yes. definitely, definitely. Now, as Paul won't be able to make the recording next week, as he's off doing real life stuff, uh, next week we're going to have a special guest on the show, and in a change to our usual schedule of retrospective and big finish and uh, target novelizations, uh, we're just going to be discussing with our special guest their favourite episode or a favourite episode, I should say, of Doctor Who. So, as I say, it's a very special guest, and we shall announce who that is during the week. Okay, okay, then. Right, then. So, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast? Please visit our website at who's-he-hyphenpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. The Who's He Podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.